Oh, it, that, that was a very low point, but in that, what I learned was I don't have to do it on my own all the time. I, I, it is important that I communicate with him when I'm having a rough time so that he can help me out. Hey, Mama, what do you think of when you hear the word success? Fame, status, and fortune? What about rocking your baby to sleep or coaching Little League? Advocating for your special needs child or mastering meal planning? Maybe going back to school or starting your own business? The truth is success looks different for us all, and it may change depending on the season of life you're in. After finding myself in a dark place, I decided to set an example for my two boys by intentionally choosing what I wanted for my life and seeking it, even if it was scary. And now I'm so excited to bring you stories of other moms who are living out their version of success. I plan to ask these incredible women not only about their journeys, but how they are making it through the madness and the magic that we all know as motherhood. So, whether your assistant just brought you a hot espresso or you're rocking your baby on a third cup of reheated coffee, settle in and get ready for some goodness. I'm Shannon Carruthers, and this is the Successful Mama Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Successful Mama Podcast. I am your host, Shannon Carruthers. I am a habit and success coach for moms, and I get to host this podcast every week, which is so fun. I get to talk to amazing women, and this week is no different. You guys are going to love my sweet friend, Lindsay Sowell. She and I got the opportunity to meet. Our boys went to preschool together, and they were best buds, and... We went on a fun birthday extravaganza. Gray decided he wanted to have a zoo birthday. Yes. And mm-hmm. so we were like, what do you mean a zoo? Like a birthday party with zoo animals? And he's like, or beach. So we're like, <laughs> you want a beach birthday? He's like, no, no, no. I want to go to the beach or go to the zoo. And it's like, okay, okay, we can do that. So we invited our buddy Weston and he joined us. We went to the zoo and we had a blast. It was the best day. So anyway, Lindsay and I have gotten to hang out since then. We have gotten yes. to be best buds. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I know y'all are going to love her. Lindsay, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Yes. So why don't you just start and do just a super quick intro. Tell everybody a little about who you are, your kiddos, Okay. Whatever you want to share real quick. Okay. So I'm Lindsay Sowell, and I am 41 years old, and I've got three little boys, age six, five, and two and a half. And um, we live here in Madison, and I am just a, I'm just a stay-at-home. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we talked about this beforehand, uh-huh. about just a stay-at-home mom. Right. <laughs> and it just and there came it all is. out. There yeah. it is. Just a stay-at-home mom. Oh, mm-hmm. my goodness. So much more than that, Lindsay. And you know it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you. I don't know. It's when you are thinking about everything else that everybody else is doing and, you're, and while you're doing what just needs to be done, what has to be done in the day-to-day, it turns into, in your mind, it's just... It's just what you got to do. So right. it's just, just a stay-at-home mom. Right. And so I want to, I was going to wait on this, but I, this yeah. is the perfect chance to pick on you a little bit and okay. say, so when I asked Lindsay, I was like, I want you to come on the podcast. And she's like, really? I <laughs> don't know why you would have me on the podcast. Right. And I was like, Lindsay, you are phenomenal. Like you are an amazing mom. Your boys are so well behaved. You have like 
this beautiful family and you do so much. You're constantly doing for others. And I mean, you just have such a beautiful life. And I don't know how that would not be defined as success. Right. And what was your response? I was like, well, I'm just a stay-at-home mom. There's nothing super special that we can talk about. I just do what it has to be done. <laughs> and and so I'm going to turn this around okay. and say, what if I said, I'm just a stay-at-home mom? Mm-hmm. What would you say to me? I would say, um, you're not just a stay-at-home mom. You're you're the homemaker. You make your home a home for your husband make and for your, your home children. a home. Right. And that is pretty dang valuable. And I think... Absolutely. I think that it's just an important reminder that we don't always talk to ourselves the way that we talk to our friends. You're exactly right. And so I, as your friend, just want to tell you again how amazing I think you are, how important your job is that you do, how... I just, I love you. I love your family. And um, that says a lot because, you know, those little people, they, they tend to show a lot that comes from mama. Mama sets an example. And, you know, your boys are just such a joy to be around. Oh, thank you. Anyway, so we will move from just a stay at home mom. (laughs) And let's, uh, let's get started with your story, shall we? Absolutely. Okay, so you want to go to a little, let's start with childhood. Okay, start from there. And then we'll move into motherhood. Okay. So I grew up in a small household had my mom and dad are still together. They've been married. They were high school sweethearts married. They have um, three children, myself being the oldest, and I have two smaller brothers. And um, from a very young age, I knew that I wanted to be either a mother or a teacher, which I ended up doing both. But <laughs> um, I just love the the maternalistic things. You know, I took care of my two little brothers. Or, well, I say that I helped my mom a lot right. by helping um, take care of them. And then... Um, I was also the oldest. I was the first grandchild, the first niece, the you know, all of that. And so as the cousins came along, I helped take care of them, I guess you could say. And I just loved that. And I always knew that I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait to get married and have children one day. That was like a dream to me. Of course, I always thought that I would be some independent woman. Like, I mean, I say independent woman. I would be some woman in New York with a high paying job and have children and, you know, just have it all is what I kind of envisioned myself having. But that didn't go as planned. (laughs) When when did that vision change? Like, was that childhood vision? Or was that like, teenage vision? Or when do you think that that idea kind of shifted for you? It shifted when I was in college. So all through high school and college, I thought I my dream was to be a um, television broadcast journalist. Broadcast I didn't journalist. Know that. That's yes. cool. Mm-hmm. And so I went to MTSU and graduated with my degree in broadcast journalism. And um, I, my my last year, my last semester is when I was like, 
okay, I've always wanted to do this and now I'm about to graduate and I don't think I want to do this because I realized in order to move up, you were going to have, you have to move around the country and go to, you know, smaller news stations and work your way up, which I was fine with working my way up, but I didn't want to move around. I'm a homebody. I wanted to be closer to my family. And so I thought, okay, um, and I don't know if I want to be on TV anymore because I don't know. It just it, just something in me shifted to thinking family is more important than this dream job of being on TV or whatever. And so I I went ahead and finished and got my degree in that because I was so close to finishing and took a job. Um, let's see. What did I, well, I was bartending and waitressing all through college. And, and then I continued that. And then I took a job. Um, being a secretary for an engineering company here in Huntsville. And I was just trying to figure out what I wanted to do since I no longer wanted to do broadcast journalism. And I thought, you know what? I've always wanted to be a teacher. The reason I steered clear from it is because um, I, I didn't feel like they got the pay that they deserved. However, if I'm going to love doing this, the pay doesn't matter. And so I then went back to school and got my degree in elementary education. Mm-hmm. And so then I was a teacher and and I did. I loved it. I loved teaching. Um, there were definitely some hard days, you know, yes. um, because you're you've got a classroom full of different personalities and they have bad. Each little personality may have a bad day and you have to not only deal with their emotions and all of that, but you're trying to stay on a curriculum and, and push them to learn what they need to learn. Teachers are amazing. Like, oh, absolutely. You're phenomenal for doing that. And like I, every year when my boys are at school, mm-hmm. I'm like, you're an angel. Like, Oh, I feel the same way. Not because I was one, simply because I realized I mean, they are dealing with so many different things, and they are dealing with them. They, oh, yeah. You know, they they can't just gloss over right. it. Right. Well, and there's so many, like, things they have, requirements. And oh, then dealing mm-hmm. with parents these days. Yes. Bless their bones. Mm-hmm. Like, I cannot imagine just the kids themselves. And, and like you said, all the different personalities, mm-hmm. you know, you go through different things with that. But then dealing with all of the parents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Teachers, you do not get paid enough for sure. Oh, absolutely not for sure. Mm-hmm. Like anyway, we could we yeah. could spend a whole episode yes, talking absolutely. about that. Okay. <laughs> so you you were a teacher. Yes, you had some good times. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was some some boy that was in the picture here at some point. So yes. Yeah, so while I'm um, getting my degree in teaching, I met the love of my life, who and he became my husband. Um, and he was very supportive like you want to be a teacher that's great and you know he's he's doing his work thing and um supportive of whatever it is i wanted to do wherever i wanted to be whatever school whatever grade whatever and um things were going good and then i felt like it was about time for us to start having a family um i just you know i was getting older we didn't get married until I was 30 and a lot of my friends already had kids and things like that. And I wanted us to have our own time together, but you know, eventually I was like, okay, I'm ready to start having Mm -hmm. our children. 
And so um, let me back up and say, initially, before we got married, it almost was a deal breaker because he was like, I, I do not want children. And I thought, oh, no, I love you so much, but I want children so badly. And so. Um, so would you have not if he had said no, it's a hard no. Well, it was really hard for several days. We thought on I prayed about really? it. Um, I thought, you know, can I live my life with him and not ever have children and be feel fulfilled, feel feel fulfilled <laughs> <laughs> and feel satisfied with my life and and every you know is is this going to be okay? And so I really had to kind of question myself, and then I thought. I, I really want to have children, but I don't want to leave him. So I came back to him and I was like, okay, is this an absolute hard no? Never, ever no children. And he was like, well, not right now. And I thought, okay, well, I'm not right now either because, you know, we're just, I want to enjoy just us for a little while, a few years at least. And, And I thought, so you would consider it later on. He's like, I will. Yes, I will consider it later on. Okay. I thought, okay, can work with I can work yes. with that. I can definitely work with that. And so we then move forward. And anyway, so fast forward, I'm teaching and I just came home one day and I was like, you know, I would really like to start having a family. Also, his brother had just announced that they were having their little one. And I just was like, I'm ready for us yeah, to that, too. That always kicks those ovaries oh, into yeah. overdrive, doesn't mm-hmm. it? It's like, they're having one. I think I need one of those too. Right. <laughs> yeah. I want to join in on uh-huh. all the fun. Um, and so we, he was like, okay, I'm, I'm good with that. Well, our journey for a child, it wasn't as quite as easy as I thought it would be. I thought, you know, you just... Take away the protection and things get to rocking and rolling. Baby, here Here you come. (laughs) Yep, yep. And then um, anyway, we tried for about two years and it was not happening. And so I had a doctor with my, I had an appointment with my OB and I was like, I'm I'm really ready to get pregnant and it's not happening. He was like, well, how long have you been trying? I said, two years. And he's like, oh, okay, well, let me recommend you to go to you know, some a fertility doctor. And so, um, you know, of course, there's all kinds of things that you can do, IVF and this and that. And the one of the more simple things was IUI. And mm-hmm. so we decided we would do that. And uh, that's what we did. And it worked immediately. And I got pregnant with Weston. And um while I was pregnant with him, as I'm getting bigger and bigger, and I'm still teaching, and there's little children running around, and all of that, hormones and, you know, things going on, I've thought, I don't know what I'm going to do, you know, once my baby comes, and um, I need to get back to school and take care of all of these children, because when you are a teacher, you love each and every child as your own. Of course. And you're thinking, how am I going to be able to? Because teaching does require a lot of um, time uh, dedicated to your to your students outside of school. Absolutely. You, you know, you when you get home, you're trying to prepare and, okay, this child needs to work on this. What what 
tools can I pull for this one and this child, I need to be pushing this one. And so I need, there's a lot of extra that goes on away from the classroom. And I just was thinking, how am I going to be able to take care of my own child and all of the children in my class? And and not to mention time, but just, I'm thinking of the mental energy and the drain. Yes. I can imagine, I've never been a teacher, Mm -hmm. but after a day with my own kids, sometimes at the end of the day, I'm like, whoo, I am wiped. Like, yes. I cannot make another decision. Mm-hmm. I cannot do another thing. So having, you know, however many 20 kids going, you know, Miss Sal, Miss Sal. Well, yes. You know, like, mm-hmm. what What can we do? We need this. He's hitting me. She's doing that. Yes. Like, I can imagine at the end of the day, you're just totally Absolutely. Done. You are. You are absolutely wiped. And so I, I just have so much respect. You know, Allison that was on um, the podcast last mm-hmm. week, she is still she's always taught and you know i thought when we had that conversation i was like man you are amazing like i just Absolutely. i don't know how you do you go from all the kids yes to then go home and have all the kids yes like, yes yeah. it's so. a, it is and i thought I, and also i was thinking okay i'm looking at daycare pricing and all of this and i just was like you know what i think when i have that was Weston. So when I have Weston, um, I'm going to go home and take some time to be with him and then I'll come back to teaching. Well, um, getting pregnant wasn't hard after the first time because when Weston was four and a half months, I found out I was pregnant again. <laughs> and I was like, different story oh, this time around. Wow, that happened out of nowhere. Were you excited? Oh, Were yeah. You? I was very excited, but I was a little, you know, like taken aback, like, Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, and I remember going to my six-week checkup and uh, my OB being like, okay, what do you want to do for a preventative? And I was like, oh, it was so hard to get pregnant with West, and it took so long, and I want him to have a sibling. I'm not going to do anything. He's like, okay, realize that you can be pregnant immediately. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, like I know everything. Oh, it's going to take it's- a while. Nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. So... so- so you're home with Weston. Mm-hmm. Gibson's on the way. Gibson's on the way. What is Will's reaction to all this? Well, uh, it definitely caught him by surprise. He, he, you know, he was hesitant initially about the whole children thing, but he got on board and then boom, now he is going to be the father of two little ones. And um, one, so an, uh, here's another thing I want to put out there. So when we were you know, talk having the whole discussion about having children and all of that. The reason he got on board and was like, you know what? Yes, let's go ahead and start is because um, we decided we came to an agreement that if he could just focus on being the breadwinner and focus on his work and I focused on um the children, taking care of the children and all of their needs and keeping the home, you know, the more traditional roles, then um, he he could be okay with it because he was concerned that because he was moving up in his work mm-hmm. and he wanted to continue his trajectory that he was heading in. Right. And he was concerned, you know, babies crying, waking him up and him not getting sleep or not being able to meet with people because I need help or whatever. And I was like. Nope, I, you take care of the bacon, bringing home the bacon, and I will take care of 
frying it up at home and taking care of the kids. And and I was fine with that. And he, he was fine with that. And so that's that's how we we decided that was going to work for us. Yeah. So you set that up in the beginning, that expectation. Yes. So there was never a question, you know, when Weston came along of, you know, mm-hmm. will you take him this day and I'll right. take him. It was always mama's got this covered. Absolutely. And he goes and does that. Mm-hmm. And so with the society we live in and the way that we're pushing, a lot of people are pushing away from those traditional roles. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious, one, tell me about, you know, you said your parents are still married. Was mm-hmm. your family, Will's family, was that a traditional setup within both and the expectations that kind of both of you had going into marriage that you would fulfill the more traditional wife role and he would fulfill the role of bringing home the money? Yeah. So um, both of our parents have the pretty traditional roles. Mm-hmm. Um my mom was a teacher and his mom was a teacher, um, but pretty much my mom and his mom did all of the traditional, you know, womanly roles. You, I guess you would say, you know, the cooking, the cleaning, transporting the children, things like that. And the my dad and his dad were more of the breadwinners. I don't think we realized that that maybe have played a part in how we would have our marriage mm-hmm. or our um, setup, I guess you could yeah. say. But maybe it did, you know, just because yeah. we were both brought up that way. Maybe so. We we just decided that because um, that was going to be just what worked for us. I was, he told me, this is what I need. I need to be able to continue to focus on work right now. And I'm fine to have children and be a father if I am not being pulled away from work. And I was totally fine with that because I was, I was excited to be a mom. And I was like, you just go do that and let me handle the children. I was actually excited about it. I can see it. Okay. So I think it's really easy for us Mm -hmm. to take from our parents Mm -hmm. what was, you know, what we were raised on, like our, the culture within our families. Yes. And, that's one of the things that I've talked about several times with friends lately is just the fact that we as moms have so much power mm-hmm. of the culture and the normal that our kids experience yes. every day, mm-hmm. which is part of why I got into coaching, because mm-hmm. I wanted I knew that if, you know, if we want to fix some of the issues that mm-hmm. we're dealing with mm-hmm. for our kids. Yes, or for our future, for our world. Right. The way we do that is we start with our kids. Absolutely. And if we want to impact our kids, the way we do that is we start with their moms. Absolutely. Because moms have so much impact on Mm -hmm. the lives, on the way that they view things, the Mm -hmm. way that they're going to handle things. Their their Mm -hmm. inner voice essentially becomes their mother or their father, the way that they're talked to as kids. Mm-hmm. And so I think that we take a lot of that from our parents, the mm-hmm. way we were raised, the way we see them do things. Um, and also, obviously, we can take bits and pieces and go, well, I don't want to do that. You know, oh, absolutely. So, so oh, yeah. we, you know, we see that as well. But but I'm curious going forward and mm-hmm. talking about how you're raising your boys, mm-hmm. um, because, you know, in the world we live in, everybody is not following those traditional roles. And, right. and there's a lot of pushback in, in how we need to change that and and shift the way that that's looked at. Mm -hmm. And so I'm curious with the boys seeing your 
family the way that it is, the traditional values, I guess, um, what you're teaching them moving forward, what happens when they grow up and, and say Weston meets a girl and she is an entrepreneur and she's focused on her business and is not set on that standard path. Are you considering that or talking to them about that at all at this point? Well, not at this point. Um, not no, we're not really that's not really a focus. I mean, I realize they're tiny. Yeah. Obviously, like I'm not saying you should go Weston, you need to prepare for this for your future <laughs> wife. But like I guess just considering that, um, mm-hmm. you know, are you are you gonna focus on teaching them about cleaning and cooking and doing some of those things that you're doing and taking care of in your household, but also preparing them for their lives as they grow up because their wife may or may not be absolutely in favor of that. I don't know. I'm just, yeah. just throwing well, an idea. That's out there. actually a great question. And it's making my wheels turn because I've never even considered, okay, I need to make sure that I'm teaching them this or that because one day they're going to move off and, ma- and get married and they, they need to know this. I just, I guess my focus is, um, my focus is making sure that they are just kind, loving individuals that are compassionate and care for others. And so if you are those things, you know what you need to do to help your friend, your partner, your wife, whatever. And I feel like um, if if they want to, if they happen to meet someone and she is this wonderful entrepreneur and and they have to take the back seat. I feel like teaching them those core values of being kind and compassionate and loving is going to be like, okay, I love my wife and this is what she loves. So I'm going to support her and I will do what I need to do. Kind of like how I was with Will. Like yeah. initially I thought I was going to be some hot sh- or I wanted to be some hot shot I never turned into that but um could have been if you wanted to do that you could have I have no doubt but I just was and, like I love Will and I'm I'm gonna do what he what he needs and because he's doing what I need yeah you know that's a great answer I really love that because I think you're right I mean I think you know I teach our boys one of the things I say is like be a noticer yes be a noticer, pay attention to what Mm -hmm. people need, pay attention to what people are doing that they don't even realize that Mm -hmm. they need and just help be a helper. And so I think you're right in that you instilling that, you know, kindness and compassion and Mm -hmm. um, really just focusing on those core values that matter so much more. Oh, yeah. No matter what it is they choose to do. Mm -hmm. I think that's I think that's great. Um, Okay, so Gibson. Yes. We we moved away from second baby, but oh, yes. baby boy Gibson is coming mm-hmm. into the world. Yes. You tell Will. Mm-hmm. And and so I tell Will, and again, so Weston is four and a half months, and I find out I'm pregnant, and Will happens to be home, and I walk down the stairs, and I'm like, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> and he looked at me, and he could tell just the way, and he was like, what? You're pregnant. And just kind of joking, and mm-hmm. I was like, Actually, I am. And he was like, what? Okay. And he and he he just said, I've got to get back to work. And so I think immediately he thought, I'm the breadwinner. I now I'm about to be supporting my wife and two babies, mm-hmm. both in needing, you know, diapers and all the things. Um, <clears throat> so 
he he got to work. Well, um, I think it that kind of threw him for a loop a little bit. And also he was in a high pressure job and it was high pressure anyway, but he um, puts additional pressure on himself. He always wants to be, he's such a humble guy, but he is such a competitive Mm -hmm. underneath person. And so he always wanted to be at the top of the chain. He wanted to be the top salesman and he was, he was the top salesman year after year. And um, he prided himself on taking good care of his customers and all of those things. Well, um, there was some turnover in his job, and um, he came. He he was informed that they were not happy with his pay because they kept increasing what you had to what they kept. Um, increasing the bar that you had to reach in order to get certain bonuses and he would hit it and they'd increase it more and he'd hit it and he was getting these bonuses and um, they didn't want to pay him anymore. And so they were looking into what they could do to no longer have to employ him. And also he is one that will speak up on what he feels is the right thing. And there were some things that he said, you know, this is not right. And you do that a couple of times and you you ruffle some feathers and they just don't want you to, you know, ruffle other people's feathers. Right. Even though you're you're just trying to take up for what is right. Mm -hmm. But um, anyway, so he finds out that he's about to lose his job. And it is um, quite a shock because he's. Like I said, he's well known throughout the entire company and top salesman. And that was another thing I think is, you know, men, I, their identity a lot of times is, you know, their work. Right. And so he's known as Will, the guy, you know, his his work, what he does. Yeah. And so to be without that and needing to support me and the two boys it just was a lot and it took a toll on him and um not only that but we had just purchased uh, a large plot of land to start an, a business on and he was thinking you know oh my how am i gonna do all of this and um he tried to figure it out. He was like, okay, let's move out of this house. I found another home. We're going to move there. And actually, he, he just, it's almost like he spiraled for a moment because he was in the truck and he was like, I bought us a home. He just bought it. He what? just went and bought it. Without, he just, mm-hmm. Yes. What, did you, like, what was your response? What? <laughs> and he's like, yep. And at this moment, I don't really realize what's going on with him. I'm just like, what? Okay. All right. And he's like, and it's your dream home. And I'm like, really? Okay. And he's like, you know, it's everything you would you would want, though. The one thing I'm not sure about, though, is how you'd feel about living in a log cabin. And I was like, oh, well, I love log cabins to visit, but I don't I don't know. I don't know how I feel about a log cabin. Well, the home was absolutely beautiful. However, I didn't want to live in a log right. cabin because I don't know. I need it bright and light. Yes, and it and is not that. It in is a log not cabin. that at all. And it and 
and I was hormonal. I had a, at, at this point when we moved, he, we did, we moved within a couple of months. I had, um, Weston was 15 months and Gibson was two and a half months. And I had to pack us up our entire home and move us to this cabin. And I didn't want to move, but I was like, okay, he's, he has a plan for us. Can we just go back to the part where he says he bought a home? (laughs) Like, (laughs) I'm still over here going, he did what? Like, if my husband said that, I would have like had to come apart. Oh, I wanted to, but he was like, the salesman he is he's like <laughs> it's great this dude. is wonderful it's a it's your dream it's everything you wanted and you know he's he's telling me how he's got a plan we're gonna sell this home and and once we do that and this one comes furnished so we can you know he's just he has this whole plan and i'm like yeah. okay he, he's he's trying to make this you're work. just trusting him i that. am yeah. i'm trusting him and um i, I go with it i pack up our home reluctantly because I love the house that we're in you know we have a cute little neighborhood I love the little kids that are there and I'm thinking and I love our yard and yeah that's a big change to just be thrown yes into. yes by the way let's move mm-hmm. let's go and you need to pack up in a and let's have it packed up in a week I'm like what? and also you're big and pregnant at this point or I just had Gibson. You just had Gibson. Oh he's, he's two and a half months wow mm-hmm. so is Will working like is he Working on the business, yes, and so trying he's to get that up and running. Mm-hmm. And gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he had lost his job with the with his insurance company, right. and um, prior to that, like I said, we had just purchased this large piece of land, and we were going to start a new business, um, uh, like a landscaping and bulk material yeah. business. And so we were working on in the process of getting that going. And we had it going pretty good, but it wasn't quite where it needed to be yet. Mm-hmm. And so his his income from his other job was helping get that up and going. Of course. And when we lost that, we we're like, oh, what are we going to do? How are we going to get a dump truck to deliver rocks and sand and things? So anyway, um, I'm thinking he's got this plan, and we move. I keep I keep jumping in because I'm my mind is just not wrapping around this. Okay, how are you emotionally in this? Like, was it you're trusting him? Yes, and I get that. Mm-hmm. Were you worried about this? Were you all like, did it feel like a weight lifted off of you because he had it, or did you have concerns? Oh, about what I, was going on. I had concerns definitely about what was going on, but I still wasn't quite aware that he was having like he was going through his own mental stuff. Uh-huh. I just thought, okay, he's got a plan. He knows what to do. I'm trusting him. He's gotcha. my husband. Okay. We're going to do this. So reluctantly, I pack up gotcha. our home. Mm-hmm. We move to this log cabin. I unpack everything and i'm doing this by myself with a two month two and a half month old and a 15 month old gracious and i have some wonderful friends who saw i was just desperate to have some help i wasn't going to ask for help because i thought this is my house i have to get it done and i don't know i just took that on um and they were like oh my goodness you we're going to help you get your kitchen set up and let's unpack all these boxes. You you need to have your kitchen so that you can fix some meals for your babies and, and you. And and so you, I'm just going to, going to ask this. Yes. You and he felt like that fell under 
your role because it was the home. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so he was going to do the work. Yes. You were going to do the home. Mm -hmm. Okay. So he was busier than ever. He was working long hours. He was doing everything he could do to make sure we get this business up and running so that we have an income. Money. Yep. So y'all are just making it. Just hanging in there. Yes. Okay. And, And I'm... And I'm like, I've gone to him and I'm like, hey, look, if I need to go back and teach, I can do that. I I can go pick up a side job. I will do any. I, I will work. I can work. I yeah. worked all through high school and college. There, There's many things that I can do. I'm happy to go wait tables, go work at a store, just whatever. You know, I will do. And he's like, nope, nope, I got it. And you, you take care of the kids. I've got this. I'm like, okay. And so um, I'm, I'm trying to make this new home, our log cabin, a home. And it's dark and it's dreary and he's working long hours. And I'm, I'm there with, with our two little ones. And I'm, I feel very alone. I feel I, I realize that I'm going into a depression, yeah. not deep depression, but I feel I'm usually an upbeat and half glasses half full and optimistic and give people the benefit of the doubt. That that is me to the T. And I am realizing that this is not going <laughs> like I would like. And I'm I'm missing our old home. And I'm and I feel like a spoiled brat at that point because I'm like, be thankful you have a home. Be thankful he's working hard. But I'm like, I'm just not happy here. And I'm I'm alone. And so I'm realizing this this is probably the lowest point I've ever been because not only am I realizing that I am unhappy, I'm realizing that I cannot I'm not being super lovey and and the the positive mommy to my two-month-old that I was to my 15-month-old because I'm down. Mm-hmm. And um, and I'm trying to take that on because I feel like, okay, he's busy with the business. I'm busy with this. I've got to, I've got to be successful with our home. I've got to make it a home. I've got to make it happy. And I, I was trying. I was trying really hard. Also, we didn't have there where we were um, – there was not much of a yard for the boys to play in. They, uh, they were doing a lot of construction work. There was a major road in front of us. So we came from a big yard that the that Weston could run around and play in to hardly a yard at all. And busy cars going by all the time and construction going on. And like I said, it's dark and dreary and we didn't have internet we didn't have cable we did have like an antenna so i was able to watch pbs kids with, oh my the, with the kids Lindsay, this is like making me sad i'm like i mean it's i just can't imagine and like that time frame is so hard anyway yes mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. having to that close mm-hmm. because i mean you know my story and that i i struggled in the same way but we still lived in our house and, mm-hmm. you know, had big windows and all the yes. things like yes. not in a log cabin. So I can imagine, I mean, it, that had to be so hard. It it was. It was it was hard to I just felt I, I, everything I thought I felt um, 
down on myself. Like I have got to pull myself up and be happy, be thankful. I've got to be a good mama to these boys. And I'm not being a good mama because I'm upset that we don't live in our other house. Well, anyway. But isn't it? It's funny, isn't it, how, like, we, number one, we have the mom guilt. You talked about Mm -hmm. having that with with Gibson and saying, well, I'm not the same happy mom I was for, you know, him that Mm -hmm. I was for Weston. Mm -hmm. And also the fact that, like, you feel like, well, oh, I should just be able to pick up. I should just be able Mm -hmm. to do this. Like, what's wrong with me? I, You know. Yeah. And And I'm like, he's doing all that he can do to provide for us. So I have to do all I can do to take care of our home. So what would you tell yourself? Like, did you just pick up your bootstraps and go pull up your big girl panties and move on? Or did you have to work through that and process all of those things and maybe have some hard conversations? So I definitely had to process it for a little bit. And um, I realized, okay, just because these are our roles doesn't mean I have to go it alone. I do need, I need to have a conversation with him. And and it is very important that I communicate how unhappy I am and what is making me unhappy. And we need to figure out what we can do to make this work so that I'm not unhappy. And once I communicated everything, like how alone I felt, um, because he he was gone. He, not only was he gone and coming home late at night, I've already got the kids in bed. I, I'm in bed. He would be up early in the morning and gone. So I wasn't seeing him hardly any at all. But he was also going out of town a lot. And so I wasn't seeing him at all yeah. <laughs> for a few days oh here goodness. and there throughout the week. And, you know, I, I just was I was doing everything by myself. And I I just I hit a wall. And I was like, I can't do this by myself anymore. Um, I need your help. I I don't, you don't have to be here to help change diapers or, you know, get up with the kids, but I I just need somebody here with me. You know, if I need to take a shower, you know, even like those kinds of things, it was hard for me to take a shower because of the two little ones. And I'm scared. Uh Yeah. it was and or I needed a nap or something and I, that wasn't happening. Right. And so once I told him that he was like, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize you were struggling and I didn't realize you were so unhappy. And can I ask this? Were you trying to present that you had it all together? Yes. Before that? Yeah. I, I absolutely was yeah. um, because I felt like I was supposed to. Right. You know? Yeah. And um, he was like, OK you don't like the home. And I was like, no. And here are the reasons why. And he said, well, we haven't sold the other house yet. It's let's, let's just move back in it and let's try to sell this one, which is what we did. And just that, it sounds so crazy, but just moving back to what was familiar to me, what I had great, it's where we, it was the home we moved into when we got married. It was the home where we conceived our first and second child. It was the home that I brought my first baby home to and and my second baby. Yeah. And then we had to move out immediately. Right. So I, I was only in the log cabin for about two months. And th- once I told him that, he was like, this is what we're going to do. So I packed everything back up. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even have it all completely unpacked. I had a lot unpacked, but not all of it. 
I don't know why. It's not like you had babies, <laughs> you know, anything going on. You yeah. were just twiddling your thumbs. Um, so got it all packed up. We moved back. And once I unpacked and we had our yard again and I had my sweet neighbors again and all the little kids coming around. Hi, Miss Lindsay. Mm-hmm. You know, and all the bright light. It is amazing what light will do for oh, your psyche. No doubt. No <laughs> um, doubt. And, and a, you know, a yard where our dogs could play in, in our, in Weston and eventually Gibson. Um, and so it, that, that was a very low point. But in that, what I learned was I don't have to do it on my own all the time. I, I, it is important that I communicate with him when I'm having a rough time so that he can help me out. Of course. Um, and so it just, that's, that's what I learned. That was my low point. And, we got through it, and eventually the business that he was working on took off, and things went well, and and he got out of his little mental funk that he was in, and everything turned out great. Also, I did a lot of praying and leaning on God, and I was like, okay, I know everything happens for a reason, and so I just, you know, leaned on that, and that helped me stay positive that you know when you were like what did you do did you just strap your big girl panties on yeah. i just I, I i did that and i prayed and and we got through it you know so that's i love that that was our hard time so so i want to go to we've got two little boys but there's a sweet sweet little one that <laughs> i y'all i absolutely am in love with sutton <laughs> sutton is two and a half and he is Y'all, I mean, that's just, that's the best age anyway. <laughs> yeah. But he and I play, um, he is Spider-Man. Yes. I am Hulk. Yes. He said, I fight a man. Mm-hmm. I fight a man. Mm-hmm. You know, and yes, it's the best. And then, oh, when he was Captain America the other oh, day, yeah. <laughs> the way he said Captain America, y'all, I'm not kidding. This is not my kid, mind you. I videoed him so I could watch it later because I was like, this is the sweetest thing ever. I love him. Anyway. Thank you. So we have little, not that I don't love your other two boys oh, right, either, right. Mm-hmm. but I mean, Sutton and I, we just, we have that special bond. Yes. Um. Anyway, so you have another one because two wasn't, two wasn't enough. I know Will was, was he ready for this one or? So um, Will has always wanted a girl. Okay. Always. Okay. What, although Weston was a boy. He was excited about Weston being a boy. Mm-hmm. Gibson came along, and he was kind of hoping Gibson was going to be a girl. Gibson was a boy, and he was like, that's okay. We got two boys. We're good. We're great. Because he he is a family of he and his brother, okay, two boys. Gotcha. Yep. So he's like, perfect. We're good. Well, I'm a family of three, and I kind of always wanted three. But I knew he wanted two. So I, I didn't really know if we would have another one or not. Um, especially given that Weston and Gibson were so close together. It was like, right. let's let's just not even think about babies right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but then, I don't know, it kind of, the bug kind of bit me. And I was like, what, what do you think about having a third? Are you totally against it? And he, he was like, I think two's good. So he was like that for a good year or two. And then um, one day he was like, you know, I would like to have a girl. I, I'm I'm okay if we have try for a third, you know, because I would like to try to have a girl. And I was like, okay, here's my opportunity. <laughs> Let's get rid of protection, well, and here we go. Don't and, don't remind him that there's a fifty fifty chance that right. it might not be a girl. Oh, yeah. but. So we um, 
got pregnant with Sutton pretty quickly. Um, and he just knew. He just knew that Sutton was a girl. And as a matter of fact, he had a buddy and he was like, hey, my wife just found out she's pregnant. We've got two little boys and we've got all the clothes for boys, but I'm going to need some clothes for girls. And, and the guy was like, well, you're in luck. We have saved all of our little girl's clothes and you can just have it. You can have all her clothes. So he came home telling me, I've got I've got all the little girl <laughs> clothes ready. I'm like, we don't even know what we're having. He's like, oh, it's a girl. I know. Beyond a shadow of a doubt. I can see girl. him do it saying that like, oh, yeah, I know. I got mm-hmm, this. He's mm-hmm. confident in it. Totally confident. So confident that I thought, well, maybe it is. I mean, you almost start to think. That salesman in him. Oh, yeah. You believe him. Uh-huh. So we go to the um, gender reveal ultrasound, and he is ready to hear it's a girl. And I saw it, and I was like, oh, She's about to tell him. And she's like, it's a... And he's like, I know, it's a girl. And she said, actually, it's a boy there, right there. Uh-huh. Let you know it's a boy. And he was like, he went from a big smile to uh, his whole f- face just sunk. <laughs> I mean, it was so noticeable from this to that. I, I felt bad for the girl. Like, she had oh, let no. him down, <laughs> the nurse. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it, it, it's okay. And I'm like, honey, it's it, a baby. It's, it's our a, baby. Yeah. And, and he is healthy. And we are happy that we have a healthy baby, boy or girl. And he's like, yep, yep. And he's not very talkative. <laughs> and and I, I almost felt bad like I had let him down. Oh, no. <laughs> Even though it's him. That's it's him. Just, he chose. Yes, he it? chose. <laughs> but um, anyway, so... I, that lasted for a day. And then he was like excited to have another little All boy. The boys. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, I can't imagine it any other way. Your house full of boys. I, I can't either. I, I thought I wanted a girl. But ever bef- even before I ever had children, I always thought I definitely want a girl. I would prefer a girl first and then little boys because that's what we were. Yeah. I, me, the girl first and then two little boys. Um. And I, I don't know. I just thought I always wanted and needed a little girl. But now I cannot even imagine being yeah. a girl mommy. Props to all the ladies who are girl yes. mommies. Y'all are amazing. I don't know how you get out the house because I can just brush your hair over real quick. You can throw on your shorts and shirt and we can go. And I don't have to, you know, detangle your hair and wash it, wash it and detangle it and and you know fix it braid it put a bow in it any right. i don't have and to you're do better than that. me i don't even comb my boys i feel bad because like half the time <laughs> we go out i'm like people are gonna think they're homeless like i'm gonna get judgment because i'm like you know what your your underwear is covered we're good yeah i don't i don't clean even underwear, care clean teeth let's go and it's funny because like when i was first like a new mom i was like oh all the perfect matching outfits even mm-hmm. as they got to a certain age i was like okay cute little outfits y'all match everything's perfect and now mm-hmm. i'm like i don't care like you just cover it go pick their clothes or where they can reach them in their yes. closets mm-hmm. it is one less thing i have to worry about now yes. sometimes i will make them go back and change mm-hmm. um gray is he loves wearing sweatpants no matter the time he'll come out in midsummer in sweatpants and a sweater mm-hmm. and a big winter hat and I'll be like, buddy, it is like 95 uh, degrees outside. You cannot wear it. He's like, no, I'm fine. I'm good. It's like, well, 
I usually make him put a t-shirt on at least. There we go. He can wear his sweatpants, but yeah. But otherwise, I'm good. I yep. don't care. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I've, I'm, I've, I'm. Some days I'm like, just put on whatever, and and even if it's something you slept in, I don't care. We're going fine. to the grocery store. I'm it's not fine. big about it, but if we're going to school. I'm kind. I, I like. I'm still in that funny yeah phase where it's I not want funny. To, I, I get want it. to dress them alike yeah i get it no and you still i mean sutton's still tiny too so yes. like they're still whereas mine i mean they're still little don't yeah. get me wrong right. i'm still soaking that up mm-hmm. but i'm like you know what that's one less thing that i have to worry about right. my mind is overloaded with other stuff i'm yes. letting that go as much as i would love to focus on that and get do all the cute things it's the best but i'm just letting it go and i don't care anymore mm-hmm. and i'm good with that i'm yeah. at that stage yeah 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 so okay so Three sweet boys. Yes. Uh, wonderful family. And I. we could do a whole nother episode on renovations. Maybe we could do that. That would be fun. Okay. Because I was going to talk about my renovation at some point. Okay. So for those of you, this is just super quick overview. Um, and, and we'll have to talk about this another day. But when I met Lindsay and Will, mm-hmm. it was at a birthday party for another kiddo in Gray and Weston's class. Yes. And I walked up. I don't remember if it was, I think it was Will that I was talking to first. Okay. I don't know. It was you or Will anyway. Mm-hmm. And and we started talking about, well, we're doing a renovation and we're doing it ourselves. And mm-hmm. it's taken way longer than expected. <laughs> and he was like, are you either one? I don't know. And you were like, well, us too. We are going and through the exact same It was thing. literally the same thing, except you guys had been doing it for like a year longer. Yes. Because y'all were doing a much bigger renovation than we were. Yes. Um, tearing down walls, adding new stuff, whereas mm-hmm. we were simply tearing down the inside, like not, no walls were taken down. Oh, we did. We did take down a pantry. I kicked yes. through that wall myself. That was fun. Yes. Um, but we just did like top to bottom, um, you know, scrape the ceilings, repair, you know, stuff. We yes. did new, new everything. Anyway, but we did the work ourselves and that was a whole project and you guys went through that too. So, mm-hmm. um, but I've talked with some people about the idea of doing that on a podcast and just talking about motherhood during that time frame and yes. what that was like. So that might be a fun one we could do together. I would totally do it. Yeah. Okay. So you guys stay tuned. I don't know when that'll come, but that might be a fun episode. <laughs> um, anyway, Lindsay, so I just, we're, we're getting close to the end, but I do want to ask what is, what does success mean to you in your life, in your, um, for your boys, for you? What does that mean? So success to me, you know, I don't, I can't measure it with, you know, my salary or my position in the company. So to me, when I'm thinking about, okay, am am I doing a good job? Am I being a successful mom for my boys? Is um, when I look at them and I realize that I am successful in teaching them to be kind and compassionate. When I see them um, at church, you know, running out, there's a little kid that fell and he's he's got his foot stuck in the in the fence or whatever and they run over hey are you okay and help him up and and you know try to laugh it off with him so he doesn't feel embarrassed or um uh at a playground and there's a kid that's left out and they go over and invite the child so that someone's not being left out and feelings aren't being hurt when i see that happening i know okay I want to make sure our kids are kind, loving, and compassionate, and they are, and that's how I measure our success, because I feel like 
I just feel like it's so important in today's world to have more people like that. And I'm hoping that with them being that way, that it will rub off onto their, onto others. And so I just, I feel like that's what makes me successful and our family successful in that we are going to help others and be loving and kind and compassionate. And you are certainly setting that example. I've seen it numerous times and I can confidently say that you're doing a great job with those boys. Thank you. Thank you. Um, And And not only with my children, let me say that. I think it's important that, you know, we have neighborhood kids. If they want to come over and hang out, I want to make sure that we are setting a good example for them as well. And you do. That's sweet. Yes. I, yes, absolutely. Um, Okay, Miss Lindsay, let's get down to these last questions. I do some rapid fire questions at the end. Okay. And just ask you a few things. So first and foremost, what is your coffee order? My coffee order? Okay, so since I'm stay-at-home mom, my coffee order is French vanilla Dunkin' Donuts that I make in my coffee maker. Which smells so good, (laughs) for the record. And then I put a little coconut milk in there and um, a little sprinkle of sugar because I have to have it a little bit sweet. Yes, Mm -hmm. love that. All right, question number two. How clean does your house stay on a scale of 1 to 10 on average? On average, okay, so I'm kind of OCD a little bit. And so it's, I would say picked up, it's a 10 always. Like I have to, for my psyche, I have to have things put away and in their place and nice and neat. Now clean, like baseboard scrubbed and everything swept, mopped, vacuumed, I'm a six or seven. (laughs) Mm. Okay, question number three. What is a book or show you have recently loved? Oh, okay. So I don't, I'll be honest, I don't sit down and read much. I would love to, but I, I'm just not at that season of, yeah, in my life of yet. Um, but if I get 30 minutes to an hour, um, whether it's after the boys are put down or they have to all be taking a nap, which is heavenly. Um, I love, love, love all of the Bridgerton stuff on oh, Netflix. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I love it. And print and, um, the new one, Queen Charlotte. It goes back about her life. Oh, I just love it. So good. Mm-hmm. Okay. And last question, number mm-hmm. four, is what is the most random item you have in your purse right now? The most random item in my purse. Hmm. Random. Let me think. Okay. I've got it. It is the little goggles that you put on when you go to a sun tanning bed. Mm-hmm. I don't tan in a tanning bed. However, every once in a while, I will go get spray tanned and I'll put those little goggles on and I never know when it's going to be. And I always forget them when I go do it. So I keep them in my purse. Just in case. Just in case. That's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lindsay, this has been a wonderful conversation. I knew it would be, I knew that we could sit here and chat all day. Absolutely. Um, So, but I appreciate you sharing. I know that a lot of moms that are listening are going to relate to this, relate to your story. And so thank you for that. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Of course. And you guys have a wonderful week. We will see you next time on the Successful Mama Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Successful Mama Podcast. For more information, head on over to SuccessfulMamaPodcast.com where you can find show notes and all of the links mentioned in today's episode. Tap that share button, 
and remember to tag at Successful Mama Podcast. And make sure to go leave a review. It really does help. A special thanks to Will Carruthers. Until next time, remember, Mama, success looks more than one way, and it's up to you to define it.